We are back with part two of our justification and sanctification series. This one is for all of those people who you've heard say, well, I never killed anyone. I must be a good Christian. That's right. You are a good Christian. And this episode is for you. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. I've always wondered in those conversations when somebody says, well, I never killed anyone. Can you imagine if you had the ability to say, well, I actually have. Have you and ever talked? I'm a to- Christian. Yeah. <laughs> what would they say to you? <laughs> you would get those what? crickets. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pass out. Right. Everyone, welcome back to part two of our false doctrine series. <laughs> Justification and sanctification. Easy, man. I almost spit my coffee. That's Woo. a sound clip. Welcome back, sound clippers. Yes. So we're going to jump right in. How many's feeling saved today? Feel good today. You guys feel good? Today's yeah. a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. It's been a week. It's been, well, I guess. <laughs> How are you, Pastor McKillop? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and our lovely producer. Look at him sitting over there. Oh, yes. Yeah, speaking, nice tie. Speaking of justification, <laughs> okay? We held off last week on the episode, yeah. but he right before we recorded- Twice it, in a row? Yeah, well, I didn't bring my tie. I'm just trying to fix my tie. He's trying to justify himself. Yeah. I'm tired of that. Good luck trying to justify yourself. Are you, are you golfing tomorrow? No, I didn't All get right. an invite. All right. <sighs> All right. Who's golfing tomorrow at this table? Romans chapter three. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're getting right into it. (laughs) If you haven't heard the first episode of our series on justification and sanctification, I think it's really important that you go back and listen to it. Not that we're trying to pump our own tires, but what you're going to hear Pastor McKillop talk about today is built on what we've talked about in the last episode. So if you're just parachuting in and welcome if you're just joining us for the first episode ever um yes a lot of people are listening to us rate us review us let us know we appreciate the comments send us feedback yeah Uh, but go back and listen to the first episode about justification it's very important Uh, with that being said um we're going to kick it off with some more justification talk today Absolutely. I want to start off with some scripture. Romans chapter 3. Okay, so we're going to jump down through a portion of Romans 3 here. Uh, So if you're paying attention, uh, we'll start in verse 19. Now, we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Anybody get a pass? (laughs) The world. Yeah, that the whole world would be guilty. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Mm. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Yeah. Now let's go to verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, 
and the justifier of him which believeth in mm. Jesus. Mm. Verse 28 says, therefore we conclude. Uh, what? 27? Yeah, can you throw that in there? Where is boasting then? It is excluded. Yeah, you can't boast. By what law? Of works? Nay, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. The conclusion. Without the deeds of the law. That's the conclusion. The conclusion is that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Hmm. So in our previous episode, we, we, we were on a journey looking for the answer to Bildad's question. To Job, mm-hmm. how can a man be justified? He, mm-hmm. he was puzzled by the concept that a man could be justified. That's right. He understood that really there's nothing justifiable within a man. And so we spent time trying to shore up our confidence in God justifying a man. But really to round out the discussion, we have to shake the confidence that we have within ourselves Mm -hmm. to justify ourselves. God can justify me, and I can't. That's the summation of everything that we're going to be talking about today. I can't justify myself. That's right. Job couldn't justify himself. Regardless of the fact that he was righteous, he still could not justify himself. When we understand that justification is monergistic in nature, it's all God. All God then we realize at that moment we can do nothing to earn justification. Mm -hmm. It is the gift of God. We receive the gift, but there's nothing we can do to earn the gift. Who do I think I am if I could earn it? That becomes problematic. That would tend to elevate the human man, would it not? Which is what Romans was just saying. <laughs> yeah, who, who exactly. can boast? Yeah. Who, who can boast about this? Yeah. If you're the guy that says, you know what? I just checked me over and I I'm made, not doing half bad. I you're made the, pretty good today. I made yeah. the grade. Yeah. God must be happy with me. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, I'm giving his blood a break today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it from here, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> But yet, that's humorous, but yet we, we do that, don't Whoa, we? Oh, have we ever done it? So I want to reiterate this and unpack this a bit more. If you can't earn it. Say it with us. You can't, you can't lose, lose it. it. If there's nothing you can do to earn justification, then you can't lose justification. The concept that salvation can be lost is not a biblical concept. Mm-hmm. Rather... We learn that salvation can be neglected. It can be abandoned. It can be forsaken. Mm -hmm. And I I want us to to have a a full grasp on that because Hebrews Hebrews says it this way. We got to give the more earnest heed Mm -hmm. to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. How shall we escape if we neglect 
mm-hmm. so great a salvation. Okay? We mentioned this last week, but the prodigal did not lose his salvation. He abandoned it. That's right. He squandered it, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. And you got to think that he could have come back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a very, there's a, there's a discussion about that um, for another time. But interestingly enough, love wins. There's fewer things more dangerous mm-hmm. than loving the world. Because mm-hmm. if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Mm-hmm. Love wins. And so when you fall in love with the world, it doesn't make you lose your salvation. It makes you neglect it. That's right. And you turn to another Then savior. you will ultimately abandon it. But the prodigal at some point still has the prerogative, the choice to get up out of that pig pen and make his way back to the father's house. And what a reunion that's going to be. Because it came to the point where he didn't love that anymore. Sure. He's like, yeah, this is not... This is not what it was. I could be working at home. I'd be better. I'd be better, right? So I, I reckon that there's there's those that are listening um, to our episode today that would be, uh, if we had Bishop Odom on, this would get them honking their horns. We'd say, mm-hmm. everybody honk your horn right now. If, if you've ever been around someone that is self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Not righteous. Self-righteous. I don't want my pursuit to be a righteous individual. To be, I don't want that desire that I have to be so strong that I become self-righteous. I don't want the desire that I have to be justified to be so strong mm-hmm. that I self-justify. What happens when you make a mistake? If you're uber self-righteous. The tendency is those people don't, t- don't, don't admit that they have. <laughs> so they don't make a mistake. Right. <laughs> but then Got there's it. that internal struggle. Because mm-hmm. when they go home at night, I, I don't care who they are. They, they still know. Mm. And that breeds a very fickleness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last week we were talking about the security of our salvation. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 64 lets us know that those who get wrapped up in self-righteousness are some of the most fickle people. Yeah, so let's read that. 64.6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Wow. He says all a couple times there. Yeah, he does, yeah. Just pointing that out. Yeah. So all of that righteousness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so good at it. But guess what? It's got a fade time on it, man. And it fades away like a leaf. It'll never last beyond the season that you're in. This is the Isaiah that said, woe is me. Yeah. Yeah. He really, when you get really, really get a good grasp of what the real righteousness is, you understand. I got a question to ask you. This 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 will this will strike the self-righteous amongst us a little cold. But on your best day, do you really want to stand before God 
and show him how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> On your best day, when you prayed your best prayers, gave your biggest offerings. You know, God, I was reading this scripture today I'd like to share with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> okay. Man. Jesus got into this kind of a discussion with a guy that was a bit self-righteous. And uh, he was an attorney, and he was, he, was, he was trying to get a little bit myopic with, with the law. Hmm. Tell me what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, who is my neighbor? And there's a key statement in there. Yeah. Why did he say that? Well, Luke 10, 29, Pastor McKillop says <laughs> he was willing to justify himself. Oh, he was willing to justify when he said this to Jesus. And that was where the mistake was made. That is. <laughs> so mistakes were made. Pro tip number one. Do not say anything in an attempt to justify yourself to Jesus. And that would be good if it was only there, but man, it's in our human nature to justify ourselves, isn't it? On so many levels. Notice what Jesus did, man. Like he backed up a dump truck load of divine expectation Mm -hmm. and told him the story of the Good Samaritan. We would not have that high water mark of a parable if it wasn't for some joker trying to justify himself. That's why we got that parable. That was Jesus' response. He went and took the the high water mark and jerked it up so high. Mm -hmm. That it's not attainable by anybody. The moment we think we're doing our best, he can just tweak it and say, well, how about this? It's all through that story. The one part I like is when he says, you know what? Whatever you need, just live it up. And when I come back, I'll pay it. (laughs) You know, just like, yeah, just to prove that, you know, there's, if you're going to go there, then there's no limits. Right. You're just going to have to. Right. Full send if, with it, right? If you're if you're gonna make this thing about you and your performance, That's right? <laughs> then let's make it about you and your performance. Ooh. You're the one that drugged the report card out, man. Right? So how how you doing, sir? I'd like to inherit eternal life. Well, <laughs> how you doing with the law? Oh, I've kept it all, no problem. Nailed I mean, it. jerks the performance card right out, oh, yeah. and he goes, Ah, you're lacking one thing. Where is that? Sell everything you've got and give it to the poor. I'm telling you, when you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, you still come up short. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Righteousness here does not equate to justification there. Oh, that's very good. It doesn't. It never does. Our performance here does not give us access to eternal life there. So we interpret the feeling, probably the emotion of self-righteousness to be justification. Right, and we think God's impressed with what we're impressed with. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what he thinks. And that really is pharisaical in nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Pharisees were amongst the most self-righteous, self-justifying elements of Jesus' time Mm -hmm. was the Pharisees. Almost like an OCD when it comes to the law of just... What were they trying to do? Always trying to catch him in his words. Mm-hmm. Always attempting to the best of their ability to catch him healing the sick on the Sabbath. To catch him 
right? Didn't make any difference to them that brother's withered hand is no longer withered. <laughs> We're choking on the fact that he done it on the Sabbath. Right. Really? Yep. That's, that's the takeaway from your church service today. Nobody's talking about the miracle. We're just talking about, bless God, I, I never healed nobody on the Sabbath. Well, come to think of it, you've probably never healed anybody. <laughs> right? So how do you usually heal folk? Yeah. Right? Before, before I showed up, who has been healing all the people around here? Right. You, you, you do have to understand, okay, the, the um, I think it's Luke 6, yeah, Luke 16. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees, yep. who were covetous. Heard all the things, and they derided them. Yeah. And he said unto them, we're in Luke 16, verse 15. Yeah. Ye are they which justify yourselves oh, before men. You sele- he, I mean, this is it. He jerks the cover off the pot. I tell you what you are. You're, mm-hmm. you're the type that try to justify yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's more. But God knoweth your hearts. Oh, Oh, and he probably said that with some authority, don't you think? I reckon for that which is highly esteemed among men. Ah, oh boy, ah. is, is abomination in the sight of ah. God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth to get into it. Okay, you want to talk about righteous indignation? He was feeling it right there. Ooh. You have self-righteousness and righteousness meeting at that moment. Mm-hmm. You have the justifier and those that justify themselves. Yep. But it's confrontation. Opposite. Right there. Yep. Do you understand? Do you understand that the Pharisees thought Jesus was a sinner? Mm-hmm. Think about that. God in the flesh. Never gave in to a temptation. Mm-hmm. Without sin. Without sin, but became sin for us. And you have the audacity to think that that guy is a sinner? They had such a fence built around the law that Jesus had to break their fence before he could get in to even break the law. And no doubt Jesus is there at this point in the story we don't see that but maybe the guy with the withered hand is there at that point there's hurting people there yeah and these guys are feeling good about their system yeah they love it yeah they're loving what's going on they're the best if you ask them they're the best thing ever of course they are (laughs) and that spirit oh boy (coughs) you're not gonna say it are you that spirit will have you looking down on jesus before it's over <laughs> you want to dial it tighter? No. <laughs> that spirit. <laughs> that spirit is what makes people look down on the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the church. And then you start looking at your performance and you're measuring it against the brother that sits across the aisle and you're saying Nah, he's just a sinner. He 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 he's, he wasn't at prayer this morning. I was here at seven o'clock. I was all by myself. None of the choir was here. How do they expect to sing with the anointing today? And man, <laughs> it's nothing but measuring sticks and rulers. 
depth finders, right? It's just like the 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 Olympics of church. Yeah. Give them a ten. Give them a seven. And Jesus is outside healing the sick in the street. I I don't want that kind of a critical spirit to get a hold of me. Because here's the reality. The moment that I don't think you're doing enough, that is proof that really within myself, I am feeling that inner tension Mm -hmm. that I'm never doing enough. Mm -hmm. And when it's about you and it's not about him, And when you're trying to justify yourself rather than receive the justification that comes exclusively from him, listen, we'll get to sanctification where you got to work with God. But on justification, this is him all by himself. You know, he did that with the lady who was, uh, they said, was caught in the act of adultery. He didn't look at those guys and say, okay, if you've never committed adultery, cast the first stone. He raised the bar. He who is without. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He said, if you don't have any sin, you go ahead and chuck yeah. a stone, boys. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not even step that, up. That's not even a fair fight. Right? But if you op- if you're gonna open if you're gonna open the box and yep. get into it, yep. he'll raise the bar on you. Right. So you think you're saved because you volunteer at the church. You weed the garden, you're an usher, you mm-hmm. come for rehearsal, mm-hmm. you dress right, you've never killed anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is that you are always struggling with, I'm just never sure that I'm doing enough. That's right. You're just looking for one more lawn to mow. It, right. Okay? Yeah. I'm going to have to quit my job because I'm just mowing so many lawns at the churches. Yeah. Right? right. Come on, right. <laughs> No, but... Because yeah. you're after that... Where's elu- the limit? You're after that elusive justification. I can never get you to go out to eat with me because you're fasting seven days a week. Right. And we've been around people like that. And the reality is, is we all struggle with it in our own... In our own... We feel like we're doing good. Mm-hmm. So here, here's how it works. We... Um, we come to church and we lift our hands and we thank God because we had a busy week. We weren't as consistent with our personal devotions. Mm-hmm. We know that we lost our control of our spirit a few times through the week. And God didn't strike a kid dead. Mm-hmm. And there was no major tragedies. We all are healthy. We're all in the house of God together. We feel the glorious presence of God. And at that moment, we lift our hands and say, thank that's right. Everybody claps for you. Yes. That's right. Right. Good job. Yep. Because we didn't get what we deserved. In our own mind. Oh, God's merciful. Right. <laughs> right. Then we come to church a week later, and we've done good, and we've read our Bible through cover to cover. We fasted a couple of days. We worked at the soup kitchen. We, we we done all. Right. I've been watching in my app, too, and... I've been checked off every day for reading my Bible. And there we go. Some people haven't. There we go. Yeah, that's right. So you come in, you feel the presence of God, and then at that moment, if you're not careful, you think, I deserve it. <laughs> I earned it. Right. That's my the, performance. That's the shift. Got me access. Yep. Okay? 
That's only two of the possible weeks that you mm-hmm. can have. But the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. So here's where it gets dangerous. You fasted, you worked at the soup kitchen, you prayed, you read your Bible cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And tragedy strikes. And you start having health problems and the motor goes out of your car mm-hmm. and the dog runs away. Mm-hmm. And one of your friends betray you. Then it is at that moment that you struggle with, why God? What 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 have you got against me? Mm-hmm. Because you're so driven by a performance mentality that at that moment you feel lost. Or you run the risk of just throwing in the towel and walking. Yeah, away. I was gonna say maybe bitterness arises because well, evidently it doesn't matter what I do. Whatever I do doesn't matter. Let me ask you this. This is kind of off script, but if we have a script. <laughs> um, so that's at the saint level. Is there a struggle at the ministerial level there where you sometimes you study, you know, you feel like, does God ever push your limits on that where, you know, it's not just about studying and coming to service and feeling like you're ready to deliver a word, but does God hold out on you sometimes? And, you know. No. No. <laughs> no, I, um, I, no. What do you, can you, can you run that by me again? I'm trying to, no, no, I'm that's good. I get... just wanted to know. That's great. We'll cut it right there. We'll cut, <laughs> okay, producer, we'll cut that. <laughs> There's no pastors listening to this that have organized outreach endeavors, spent money, knocked doors, taught Bible studies, and nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. Baptismal tanks dry. No, no, there's nobody. <laughs> but yeah. I just wanted to point that out for, for the, sure for the listeners. Like this is a multi-level thing. It is. So if you're a worship leader and you go through your routine of, you know, whatever you fast in the week, you pray and some weeks you have. And like, I do think that's important by the way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're going to have exactly what's needed every time. Right. <laughs> because then that would foster the. Um, or going back to what we read, that, boasting. That would foster exactly. exactly what we're talking about here. Right. That. Listen, God does not want us boasting in anything but him. Yep. Period. Yeah. Period. Yep. Don't be the lawyer that tries to justify yourself with yep. Jesus. He's not impressed with your performance. So it's not an excuse not to, but you're still never going to get to the point where... You just, yeah, this is it. That you're worthy. This is the recipe. Calvary makes me worthy, period. 11 secret herbs and spices. You mix it up every time, and it's amazing. You know? No. Those people that are those those spiritual gerbils on that pinwheel Mm -hmm. of justifying themselves are always trying to go farther, give more, pray longer. Mm Mm-hmm. And they run the risk of being the most offended amongst us because invariably that fosters a comparing themselves amongst themselves. And they look and they say, that guy's not doing it like I'm doing. Why is God blessing him like he's blessing him? Why is God anointing him like he's anointing him? Mm -hmm. Why is he pastoring a church like that when he doesn't work as hard as I do? Yada, yada. When really we got to cut all of that out. We're not boasting in anything that we're doing. And we're coming back to the central thing. Thank God he saved me. Yeah. Because if you talk to the guy who it is, he's got it going on. Yes. More than likely, he's just going to say, look, 
I don't know what's it's going God, on. It's God, man. God's got it going it's on. It's God. Right now, we come to church and we're having church. It's God. <laughs> but if you're the other guy, it's like, who does he think he is? And, right. And he doesn't think he's anyone. Right. <laughs> Look at Micah chapter 6. Micah 6, 6 says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Okay, notice this. With the This Lord. is my approach. Yeah. Will the Lord be pleased? Will, there's the question that every self-justifying person mm-hmm. asks themselves. Mm-hmm. Will this make God happy? That's right. I'm going to come with burnt offerings, right? with calves of a year old. Or will he be pleased with thousands of rams? Okay. That's significant. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's one up in it. With ten thousands of rivers of oil, that seems to up it a bit more. Yeah. Shall I give my firstborn? <laughs> whoa, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, for my transgression. Yeah. The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. Get that. Yeah. The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy yes, and to walk humbly with With thy thy God? He is illustrating this unfounded confidence that Israel had within herself to justify herself. Mm-hmm. Justifying herself. The approach to this to this this God that I'm trying to impress is there there is this uh, how, how can I say this? There is this constant striving mm-hmm. that I'm gonna start with what I know he likes. Mm-hmm. That's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offer a burnt offering. I'm going to give a calf that's a year old. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what he wants. Then will that make him happy? How about a thousand rams? Now who came up with that? Why not nine hundred and forty-seven? How about mm-hmm. eleven hundred? Mm-hmm. Ten thousand rivers of oil. Okay, what what theological foundation do you have sir for coming up with that as the measuring stick for impressing god right we never read where that was asked for never that was never asked for so notice how self-justification leads you Mm -hmm. to extremism well wow self-justification leads you down the path of extremism Unto the place where maybe if I don't use Colgate toothbrush when I'm brushing my teeth, he'll be happy. Where does it stop? Maybe if I don't have electricity in my house, he'll Mm. be happy. Mm -hmm. You you understand? How far does it go? Before it's over, guys, before it's over, they are adopting paganistic practices Mm -hmm. of offering their firstborn children Yep. To offset the sin of their of their of their of their soul. <laughs> the fruit of my body to leverage the salvation of my soul. Wow. We don't wow. he never did require that. 
That's what the pagans said that that their gods required. Do you notice how self-justification will lead you Mm -hmm. from the confines of that which God says is required, even in the old covenant for justification, Mm -hmm. and it will lead you down the path to where you're standing, throwing your children in the fires of Molech, trying to make this fictitious God happy with your sacrifice. Can I ask you this? Do you think that's do you think that's still alive right now? Like that tendency of um and I could see how you could get into that. So so you fast a day and if you if you're if you're a, if you're a minister of some sort and you feel like you you know it sure. brought you closer to God, which is good. It's sure. good. Gets the flesh out of the way. That's great. Yep. So then you then you do two, then you do three, like or then you say, you know, I'm giving up such and such a thing, and then I'm going to give up this, and then I'm going to give up that, and then I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, does that is that something that's still around? Like, do you think you can get, is that a trap? I believe it remains a trap mm-hmm. because, and, and, and we can't go here, but idolatry mm-hmm. is not just a little plastic Buddha on your shelf. Mm-hmm. He doesn't spend all this time warning us against idolatry and the practice of idolatry Mm -hmm. without it being able to trip us up in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And I think that self-justification is a form of idolatry. Mm -hmm. It is the glorifying and the the worshiping of your own efforts. The methods. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you think you, you think you can. When that's reserved exclusively for God. Wow. Read, read Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. Uh, KJV? Yes. Okay. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Okay. So what part do you bring to the equation? <laughs> uh, none. I guess I would read it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're of, saved by grace yeah, through not, faith. Not of yourselves. Nothing that you can do. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. Not of works. Oh, he, he, just, he doesn't stop, does he? That's right. Lest any man should boast. There's the boast word again. For we are his workmanship. Oh. We're created in Christ Jesus oh. unto good works. Yeah. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Yes. Now, can, can you read that in the ESV? ESV says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. <laughs> it is the gift of God. Yeah. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. Yes. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Salvation is not something I work for. It's something I work at. Mm-hmm. There is Very a true. difference between working for something and working at something. Work out your own salvation. <laughs>